The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program, WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, its staff, or management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on 89.3 FM WMKV. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good afternoon. I am Vina Jones-Cox, and this is Real Life Real Estate Investing, your nation's public radio source for all the most recent news, tips, techniques, strategies, and advice to get on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. The Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati meets tomorrow evening the usual location, the Jordan Crossing at the corner of Reading and Seymour in the Bond Hill Roselawn area. A very interesting meeting tomorrow night. It's a real estate shark tank, and it's exactly what it sounds like. We have a group of experts who are prepared to evaluate potentially funder partner in and of course cut apart people's deals and we have a group of volunteer bait i mean um investors who will be presenting deals that they would uh, like to get advice on all of course for the edification of you the listening audience that meeting is as always open to the public you can get more information at cincinnatiria.com that's cincinnati r-e-i-a.com or at 859-292-RIA. The early workshops at 6 o'clock, the one for the new investors, is about how to find the proper value of properties in a down market. And the session for active investors is how to pay off your mortgages early and get financially independent sooner with Diana Easley. Again, CincinnatiRIA.com for more information. That is tomorrow night. 6 o'clock for the early meeting, 7.30 for the main meeting. My guest today is Diana Easley, president for this year of the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and also the owner of Slash Your Interest. Diana developed a deep passion for um, getting people, getting Americans out of the habit of borrowing for everything, 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 finding themselves drowning in debt and interest payments, and then not knowing what to do about it, and has since started a consulting company for the purpose of doing exactly that. Today, we're talking about how to reduce the amount of interest that you are paying now and in the future without, I understand, Diana, starving in the process. That's correct. (laughs) <laughs> and this is a this is a this is a topic that is is kind of difficult sometimes for real estate investors to get their heads around because you know we buy houses using debt we also buy building materials using you know I mean it's it's like constantly credit cards mortgages all of that sort of thing 
so my first question for you is, is it realistic for someone who is in the real estate business to seriously think about reducing the amount of interest they're paying and reducing the amount of debt that they have? Absolutely. The re- first of all, let me just say thank you for inviting me on the show. It is a plum pleasing pleasure to be here. <laughs> <laughs> How often did you have to practice that? You said that? <laughs> I stole that from somebody. <laughs> But I, I've been um, excited about coming to talk about this particular topic because, uh, like she said, I'm very passionate about it. And I've been a loan officer in the past, and I've also been trained by a mortgage banker who taught me how mortgages worked for the banker and how much money they actually make in the long run. Uh, so, at, so my question to you, what I want you to think about all of the time is as an investor, when you are investing in your houses and you're getting mortgages, the mortgages you're getting from, the mortgages you're getting from whatever lender you're getting them from, they are also investors as well. However, in the long run, if you have, let's say, as an example, a $200,000 mortgage that's at 6% over a 30-year time frame, you will pay back and give away actually in a 233000 in interest, paying back a total of 433000 Now, you're probably going to pose the question to me somewhere along the way of, well, you know, again, we're investors. Why? We're constantly in debt. We have good debt versus bad debt. All I want to get across today is that you can control the amount of interest that you pay out in the long run. That's the goal. To give you a really good example, one of my first clients years ago <laughs> is a banker herself. However, she doesn't own the bank, so she doesn't know how all of the um, – she doesn't know – the background history as far as what those bankers are investing in as a whole, all she knows how to do is her position on the job. When she came to me, she said, I know that I can pay my mortgage off early. I know I can add 200 extra a month. I know that I can do those things. What is it that you're doing that's different? Well, (laughs) to make a long story short, once we, once I ran a report for her, she was able to cut her 30-year mortgage down to 11 years. However, once she realized that she controlled the amount of interest that she was paying out, she actually did it in three years. Because once she saw that $200,000 was being given to the bank, she decided to keep at least 75% of that instead of giving that up because she can turn that around and purchase another home. Now, there's no one path to doing it. There's several ways that you can do it. This is just one strategy. And as you go along and invest, you'll find that um, that things change from a day-to-day basis from repairs, you know, maintenance, or you want to sell this property off and buy another one. Um, but again, why would you want to pay off early And my question to you is, why would you want to give up that much money? (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing. We're talking today about how to, how and and why and when (laughs) to 
minimize the interest that you are paying out to lenders of various sorts, whether they be banks, sellers, private lenders, whatever, and why that might be with Diana Easley. If you have any questions, comments, stories, etc., that you would like to share, you can give us a call toll-free at 877-772-9658, 877-772-9658, or you can send us an email at askvina at gmail.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox, and our guest today on Real Life Real Estate is Diana Easley, who is with Slash Your Interest, a company that, guess what, consults with people about how to slash their interest. <laughs> Didn't make that real hard, Diana. Everybody pretty much knows exactly what you do as soon as you say the company name. Now, um... I want to play devil's advocate for a minute Uh-oh. and say, but, but in order for most people to buy an investment property, they have to borrow money. I mean, the, m- most folks are not so rolling in cash that they can run out and buy 10 rental properties and pay cash for all of them. There has to be debt. And in theory, if they're doing it right, <laughs> they're managing it right, that debt, in a sense, makes them money. Right, if I can, if I'm taking right. on a three hundred dollar a month mortgage payment, but I can rent that property for seven fifty a month, I'm making money. I'm not losing money. So what do I care about the interest? As long as it's all included in my three hundred a month, I'm still making four fifty. But you could make more. <laughs> <laughs> now you have my attention. <laughs> you could make more. Um, let me let me give you a, a real good example. Um, I, I have a, a a report that I'm running for a client right now, and um, you, and I posed the question to them when I did a presentation last week up in for Kori. I posed the question. Well, you know, Robert Kiyosaki always talks about the fact that when you live in your house, it's not really an investment because you're paying out on it, and. One couple has a couple of mortgages attached to that that help to pay for their mortgage, which is awesome. However, they're still losing money on the interest because you don't have to pay the mortgage over a 30-year time frame. You can still cut out part of that. Um, you know, if, if they're paying out $100,000, they'll save at least fifty grand by using the system that I use. So um, algorithms are what I think a majority of us are missing in our life. <laughs> and, and, and if you come out tomorrow, you'll see what I mean by that. But there are calculations to our finances that we don't necessarily use. And it's not a mainstream school of thought. The typical school of thought is maybe pay your mortgage in 30 years and just pay all 360 pay- payments. There's also another school of thought of, oh, I'll pay one additional payment a year. Uh, there's another school of thought of, I'll pay an extra 100 bucks, 200 bucks a month. However, there are real estate investors that decided that they wanted to be able to pay off a mortgage every five years. And so they came up and they devised a tool that would help them do that so that they could buy more property and not pay out so much in interest. Now, I agree with all investors having 
been an investor myself and in in purchasing for families i totally agree that the property can pay itself off however to me interest is kind of like a silent killer to your finances because you don't really pay much attention to it it's kind of like high blood pressure they always say that high blood pressure is like a silent killer it's kind of the same way if you don't look at the amount of interest that you're paying out how do you know how much money you're really making in the long run Uh, one good example is if you have a two hundred thousand dollar mortgage at six percent if you decide to pay if you decide to, to start paying it in January, as an example, your total monthly payment each month is going to be $1,200. However, whenever I look at the amortization schedule, it always burns me up because it costs $1,000 to gain $200 in equity. To me, that's very, very expensive. And I'm not quite sure what the rate of return is. I can do that calculation. It's probably, what, 5,000% or 500% or something like that. Negative, yes. You know, and, you know, we're trying to make 10% or 12% on our money, but on the back end, we have a lot more dropping off. And again, it's like a silent killer. You can't see it. So, As you go along over the course of a year and paying that mortgage, you're going to pay out twenty four. You're going to pay out a total of fourteen thousand five hundred dollars as as a total for that first year that you have that thirty year at six percent for two hundred thousand, and it's going to cost you eleven thousand five hundred to gain twenty five hundred in equity. That is extremely expensive. So that means that when you go buy a property, that it's going to have to offset that amount also. You're not really making money, even though there's a lot of people that will argue with me that the interest is going to be offset on my taxes. Yeah. Oh, I love that argument. Oh, it's okay. It's a tax deduction. So in other words, you're saying the government that you not pay taxes on that 14,000. They don't give it back to you. They don't give it back. <laughs> they don't they don't they, you know, they don't uh they don't give you a tax credit for it. You just don't have to pay taxes on that part of it. And people seem to think that that's like some huge advantage. It, it would be better not to pay it at all. That's <laughs> correct. Keep it in your keep it in your pocket and pay the 15% tax. You'd actually be there doing better. There you go. You'd be doing better. Thank you. <laughs> That was a very good explanation. I'm going to have to play this back for my clients every time they ask me that question. Uh, but a- again, it's it's a silent killer. So, um, you know, even if you have a one hundred thousand dollar mortgage, you're 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 gonna it's going to cost you every month uh, five hundred dollars to gain a hundred dollars in equity. And again, is that really a good deal for you? Okay. Um, yes, you can go out and make money on that, but at the same time, you can also be controlling the amount of interest that you're paying out, especially on where you live. Um, I, I have a, a couple now that, you know, they're taking a look. They, they probably have about six or seven properties and, you know, it's the argument of, okay, when are we going to retirement? They're, they're at the retirement age. And they're, you know, at their 60, 60 year point, ready to get out in, at age 65. And they'll be comfortable with the route that they're taking right now, but they're not going to pay their mortgages off in five years if they stick and stay with the same program that they're on. However, where I have them going 
is, okay, if we get you there in 10 years, between 10 to 12, would you still be willing to work that long? Or can we slash some of that interest and, and at least get it down to where when you're ready to sell the property, you're still going to have some sort of return and you'll be able to walk away and go go be a snowbird the rest of your life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I gather that a big part of your job is just to get people to look at what interest is doing to yes. them. Because I, I, this, I know this has been said to death and so on, but it, it's still true. In America, we believe that as long as we got the credit to buy it, we can afford it. Yes. If there if there's room on my credit card, I can have whatever I want. <laughs> and, and and just, you know, not even looking at what is that cost. And yet at the same time, uh you have people like Pete Fortunato, who's very famous, you know, investment guru, uh pointing out that that every dollar that you put on a 12% credit card mm-hmm. is costing you 12 cents a year for the rest of your life. So you have to you have to <laughs> you have to be conscious is is I think a big chunk of what you're telling people. Even if you exactly. decide not to do anything about it, correct. At least be conscious of That's right. of what it is that you're doing. So let's talk about and uh, I know that that when you give life presentations, you have charts, you have graphs, you yes, have you have <laughs> you know software <laughs> that you're showing people, and it's it's a little tough on the radio. Although if folks go to realliferealestateradio.com. Uh, which is our Facebook page. There's a picture of you with one of your charts there now. <laughs> it was a good chart, and we can't show it on the radio. No matter how close I hold it to the microphone, people still can't see it. No. <laughs> so so uh, you can go to realliferealestateradio.com and uh, like us while you're there. Click that like button. Please. And um, so uh, where was I going? Oh, yes, uh, making people conscious of what's going on. Uh, I know you've worked with a lot of clients and, and I know there's different programs for every client. It all depends on what kind of debt they have and what the rates are and all that sort of stuff. But generally, do you find that the, that the bigger problem to be dealt with immediately is the non-secured stuff like student loans, credit cards, cars, or the secured stuff like their house, their rental properties? Uh, well, that's a really good question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, I'm, because I'm I'm on the air and I can't really show you this, but he did t- take a picture of the chart. He should, probably should just put the chart up there <laughs> so you could get to it on your phone. But if you have six debts and your se- your debts could compose of credit cards, car loans, mortgages, and if you're a person who's just not even a real estate investor. So you may have a line of credit out there because you wanted to send your kid to college and you have a furniture uh, a furniture credit card because you wanted to decorate that beautiful room. <laughs> <laughs> and you just have credit cards or you have a boat loan and an auto loan and a mortgage. If you've got at least six debts, what was really surprising to me, because I had someone show this to me several years ago, he said, Diana, if you have six debts, it's going to take, it, there are at least, at least 720 ways to pay those six debts off. And I'm like, well, how do you figure that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought that you were just supposed to go to the the one, the lowest one, get that paid down and, and use the debt roll down system, so to speak. And, and he said, no, uh, if you... 
allow a computer system to compute it for you, it will tell you the fastest way to pay those six, six debts off. But there's only one way out of 720 that's the fastest. But the problem is, is that it changes all the time depending upon the money flow, depending upon the unexpected expenses that you have coming in. And I'm sure on whether your credit card rate went up this month on one card or there your you go. adjustable rate mortgage adjusted down. That's right. Or, yeah, there's a, certainly, there's no question there's a lot of moving pieces. And, and you've mentioned that there's, there is a movement out there. I think you could almost start to call it a movement now. Yes. To you know, live within our means and not have so much debt. And you can see it if you look at if you look at how much consumer debt people are in today versus how much they were in in 2005, the number has gone down. Now, part of the reason for that is so many people have gone through foreclosure. And they, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that mortgage anymore. That's and, right. And lost their credit cards and charged, those have been charged off and so on. But part of it is just people who got burned. That's true. But but I I also want you to think about the fact that there is a trillion dollars in student loan debt and that's creeping up and it's not getting smaller. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Uh, we need to take another quick break. If you have any questions for Diana Easley about the debt you're in, how to pay it off faster and anything we're talking about, you can give us a call at 877-772-9658 or send an email to askvina at gmail.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Davina Jones-Cox. My guest today is Diana Easley of Slasher Interest, also president of the Real Estate Investors Association of Greater Cincinnati for the 2013 calendar year. And we're talking about the hows and whys of slashing your debt. And Diana, we just got an email through the askvina at gmail.com web address and uh, you knew this was coming <laughs> rosalita from columbus says i am barely eking by month to month and a big part of the reason for that is my student loan debts and credit card debts how do i without any extra money how do i pay these off faster so that i can have some extra money <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good question rosalita <laughs> that's what i said as well I tell you what, you'd be surprised. Um, a real good example, uh, even though I talked about my first client paying off her mortgage in three years, she she did have discretionary income. However, what she started to do was she started to look for things that she could actually cut out of her uh, expenses so that she would free some money up. Now, if you're down to bare bones, you're down to bare bones, and there's just no way to actually do that. You're going to have to do something like maybe wholesale. <laughs> Vina teaches that, right? <laughs> um, you know, rehab a property, but of course you got to find money to do that as well. Uh, if you have 25 bucks extra a month, Believe it or not, 25 bucks can have an impact and it can cancel future debt. It's going to take you, you if you have a 30-year mortgage and you're working with a, a very, very, very small budget, you would be surprised what $25 can actually do to affect the long-term interest. Now, um, for me, it, it, it I was in the same boat. When I actually, I, I, and I'm even still in the same boat as far as 
my mortgage. I'm actually upside down in my mortgage. <laughs> as way are, upside as down. are many people. <laughs> and I'm way upside down by like 40 grand. However, I can't see giving up the 40,000 plus giving up the additional interest on the, the mortgage as well, because I'm not going to be able to sell my property and, and make any money off of it. So the only way that I can do it to save something somewhere is by controlling the amount of interest that I'm paying out because I actually dumped before I became a real estate investor. I didn't know what I was doing <laughs> <laughs> and I bought a house. I rehabbed it. And of course I put too much money into it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. making it pretty for me but uh uh so over the long haul i'll be able to save myself at least and so that i can stomach the forty thousand dollars until it comes back um i'll be saving myself at least fifty sixty seventy thousand dollars somewhere in there so once i saw this i knew that i could control the interest but again you can c- control the amount that you're paying out with a, as little as 25 bucks mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm so one common way that people think of to quote slash their interests is make extra payments. And and that certainly works. I mean you can you can do the math. Uh another way uh is one that you just suggested, which is if you're a real estate investor, you know, go wholesale something. You know, make make, make five thousand bucks, put a thousand of away for taxes, play with a thousand and take the other three and put it toward your consumer debt. Your basic um, argument or or position is that it takes some careful thought as to which debt you do that with. Because there's no there's no one listening to us, I'm sure, who only has one credit card or one mortgage or one student loan. That, you know, they have tons of them. And uh, where you sort of uh, come in as a consultant is to show people which one first, which one second, and when and how that changes. That's correct. I I actually have what I call a tool and a tool of the trade uh, because we are in real estate investing and people can relate to tools with houses, right? So this is like a tool that will help you manage the amount of money that's going out, the amount of money that's coming in. Um, It'll help you make better decisions in the long run as far as the school of thought, I think, of what you were just talking about was like paying an extra two hundred bucks a month. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, and 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 there, I know there's more sophisticated and less sophisticated ways to do that. I know, I know, when I got out of college and realized that all those credit cards they had thrown at me on the quad back in college, they they give you six packs to sign up for credit cards. I mean, that's right. <laughs> they really want you. They really want you to have those credit cards. Yeah, uh, I realized that between myself and my my then fiance, we had $72,000 in credit card debt, student loan debt, uh, car loans, um, you know, I mean, a huge amount of money. And these are people without jobs, you understand. <laughs> these are people who <laughs> just graduated from college and <laughs> no jobs. And, you know, my, my, my uh, very, I guess, kind of primitive thought at the time was, well, what we have to do is we have to like try and pay a little extra on each one of them every month and that's not very satisfying you know you get you get you get, you, you, get, you only have enough to put an extra 25 or 50 bucks toward each one you don't see the the pay downs happening real fast and it always seems like 
you're just as far behind yes. <laughs> the next month as you were I, I the prior month. I agree. That's why my argument is that you need what is called a dashboard. Okay. Um, on your dashboard, well, typically now we have GPSs in our phone, but uh, we used to carry the GPS and put it on our dashboard. Actually, I still have one. <laughs> And I do use it from time to time. But you need a dashboard that's going to tell you which way to turn in your car. So if you're using, let's say, for example, Google Maps, I use that a lot too. Um, it's going to tell you to turn left. It's going to tell you to turn right. It's going to tell you uh, how many miles you have to go. And then if you go too far, what is it going to tell you? It's going to tell you to recalculate, right? <laughs> With my financial GPS, which is the tool of the trade, it will tell you what to pay, how much to pay, when to pay it, and to the penny. And then if you overpay, what does it do? You will actually, it'll just recalculate and it'll give you a new roadmap. We all, as Americans, in my personal belief system, is that we all need some sort of roadmap so that we can see where we're going. And if you have a dashboard that also says, hey, you're going to pay everything off in 11 years, or you're going to pay everything off in seven years, or you're going to pay everything off in 15 years, you can at least see the light at the at the end of the rainbow, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Or is, is that right? Light at the end of the tunnel? tunnel yes. <laughs> Pot of gold at the Pot end of the rainbow. The end of the rainbow right? <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> it's okay. We... We freely mix metaphors here on Real Life Real Estate. <laughs> okay. And 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 because you'll be able to see where you're going, we have a brilliant, some brilliant engineer came up with the whole idea of being able to look at a dashboard so that you could see where you're going so that you can say, hey, you know. I can pay off in seven years. We're just going to go ahead and stay here until this is done. And then if it's a $100,000 house, we can do a, because if you come to the Real Estate Investors Association, you will learn about the uh, the transfer of real estate through a, uh, I can't even think of the... <laughs> A 1031 exchange. exchange. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) If you can use a 1031 exchange um, on that $100,000 mortgage and transfer it over to another property, move up, and then you can get another property on top, uh, another mortgage on top of that if you want to go to a $200,000 mortgage. Now, our $200,000 house, but still pay at the $100,000 level. You want to be comfortable. Um, Now, there's about four different schools of thought that I want to, I really want to hit on the, the traditional repayment is what we do. If it's a 15 year, 20 year, 30 year, if you're paying a 30 year, you're going to pay it back in 360 months. There's the biweekly and everybody thinks that the biweekly you pay every two weeks. Well, the mortgage company actually takes that money in from the first two weeks. They hold it till the second payment comes in and they only apply it once. Okay. The whole idea is that it's going to be 26 payments in a year instead of 24. So the the last payment of the year is what's going to obviously help slash some interest. Okay. And it'll cut your mortgage down if you have a 30 year, typically anywhere between 23 to 24 years. Okay. Now, 
that's the second school of thought. The other school of thought is just throw money at it. $200 <laughs> here, 100 here, 50 here. Now, that's not what I do. What we do uh, with, with the financial GPS is that it's going to look at everything. It's going to look at the car loan. It's going to look at... Uh, it's going to look at the credit cards. It's going to look at the mortgage. And it's going to figure out the fastest way to zero. And it's going to be strategic specifically for you. Everybody is different. You cannot compare yourself to anyone else with this system. Because I have a lot of people that try to do that. <laughs> or they'll try to compare this, what I do, to something else. And the problem is that because we haven't had financial literacy taught to us, that's the first issue. So we have these, you know, schools of thought that are out there just floating around on what we're supposed to do traditionally. But now, because we are in so much debt, we have to figure out how are we going to help the kids that are coming along? Because how are they going to catch up to the amount of debt that's out there? I mean, the student loans debt a trillion dollars, you know, a kid coming out now, um, at what after four years especially if you go to uh you know one of these upper level colleges you can come out two hundred thousand dollars in debt that's equal to a house now a real estate investing family might say quit don't go to college (laughs) and take that two hundred thousand you flip some houses and pay for your own (laughs) right exactly And, and and that's all well and good but There is no one way to financial success. What I'm teaching about is just making you more aware of the fact that the amount of interest that you're paying out, you just don't have to pay out as much. Now, I don't even know if Vina knows this or not. I think I've talked to you about this. Me... And I'm not here to promote that, but I'm an insurance agent. So I'm always a life insurance agent. And I'm always thinking of what if... What if, what if, what if? And my first client that paid her 30 years off in three years, that was her whole premise was what if? Uh What if I lose my job? What if something happens to me because she's single? Her, her, she's just like, I'm paying this thing down because in case I lose my job, I will at least have a place to stay. So it wasn't from the standpoint of investing because she's also not a real estate investor, a stockbroker, stock, stock market investor. But the idea is at least I know I've got that out of the way and then I can take that, that freed up cash and do something with it in the market. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna I'm gonna refer folks who are listening uh, over to our podcasts uh, on. If you go to um, I believe if you go to wmkvfm.org, you can find the podcast of the show there. And suggest strongly that you listen to the show that uh, Sean McCluskey did about debt free investing mm-hmm. and the argument he makes about how uh, as long as everything's going great, you know, real estate investors can have a hundred mortgages and oh, it's yes. all fine. That's right. And then if something happens, it mm-hmm. it's the debt that is the killer. It is not it's not that I own a hundred properties, it's that I own a hundred properties that all have mortgages on them and now I you know, I, I'm in a car accident, I'm out for six months, I can't manage my rentals, they have to go vacant, my whole everything I've worked for goes away because of the debt, not because of the number of properties. Exactly. So so something else to think about. We need to take one last quick break. If you have any questions or comments, send them to askvina at gmail.com. 
Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox, talking today to Diana Easley about debt. Dun-dun-dun. We should have a sound effect. <laughs> say debt. Dun-dun-dun. Maybe a shark thing or something. Anyway, um, he's looking. Pac-Man. <laughs> there you go. Oh, there, go. there you go. That's a good one. <laughs> Diana is speaking tomorrow evening at the six o'clock meeting of the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati. You can get more information on where that is located at CincinnatiRia.com and come on by and hear her give an actual end-to-end presentation with pretty charts. Yes. <laughs> Which makes it a lot easier when you're talking about all this math. I uh, got a comment here from Scott J in St. Paul. He says, here's a method I'm using that's not too noticeable or painful but accelerates the payoff of debt on revolving credit cards. It's slightly more and slightly earlier. People don't realize that the minimum payment is percentage-based, and so it reduces as you reduce the balance, But which is why it can take 20 years to pay off a credit card when only paying the minimum balance. Yes. It's essential to pay more even if it's just slightly more. Yes. This approach is just to pay just a hair more than the current minimum and pay it just slightly earlier each time, for example, five days earlier. So if you take a given balance of $4,000 at a rate of 24% with a minimum payment of 122, but you pay 125 and pay it five days early each cycle, so I guess every 25 days instead of every 30 yes. days, uh, you'll make 14 payments a year, not 12. After the first year, you pay down 20%, second year, 45%, and by the third year, 80% of the original balance is gone. So see, it is a movement. Other people are thinking about this. Well, that's great. And uh, um, yeah, I appreciate that, appreciate that input, Scott. Um, the other key, though, is you have to not make new charges. <laughs> 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 to that credit card, and that's you know, I, and I, my my one of the questions I, I I wanted to ask you, Diane, is with your clients. So you're sitting down with them, and you're doing these incredibly complicated algorithms and reports, and here's exactly what you do to the penny, and so on. Is it more difficult for you to get them to think about the problem in the first place, or to get them to stick to it, stick to the plan once you have put it in front of them? Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, for me, it's very hard to get people to just run a report because I do a private cons- consultation that doesn't cost anything. Uh, it's and, they, and people still don't do it, huh? And people still don't do it. <laughs> well, do you think it's because they're afraid? I mean, you think they're, it's because they're afraid to be told you have to. <laughs> you, wow, you have to change your behavior. Well, you know what? That she, you just set, hit it the nail on the head for quite a few people because I couldn't understand it for a long time, and then once I discovered that people don't really want to know what they're spending <laughs> <laughs> or what they're losing mm-hmm. because they would get depressed about it. Um, this this is a way where you can see what you're spending and then you can evaluate your future purchases as well so that you can make a decision on whether or not it's going to be good or bad because it may not impact your finances like you think it will. Like for the ladies, you know, if you want to go out and shop um, or take the kids shopping, you can actually ask the tool you know, how much is this going to affect me if we spend 500 bucks? And it might say, oh, it's going to cost you one month. Or it, you might stay in the same spot month, month-wise, but you might spend a little bit more in interest. Mm-hmm. And it kind of doesn't make sense. But it the, the tool works. I've, we've got, now, this tool has created a movement 
that's very small now, but will be very large in about 10 years. Okay. Um, originally, when they tested this particular tool, they tested it in Denver, Colorado with 400 homes. And after a year, 98% of the people were still using it. Um, it does require coaching. So I'm a person that has to kind of sort of stick with you for the next two years, five years, 10 years. You're going to know me. <laughs> Because I'm going to say, yes, you can pay it off. But if that community, if that community uh, pays off on an average of seven years, just think how stable that community is. One disturbing statistic that was given to us by Sergeant Snow at at a meeting about a month ago at our at the general session for RIA, he said that 600 houses are being bulldozed in Cincinnati. And what type of impact is that going to have on the tax base? Do you think if in those communities that if people knew that they could actually pay off their death contract, which is what a mortgage is, okay, it's a French law term, uh, if they could have paid it off in seven years or 10 years, do you think they would have fought to stay there? What if they had already been paid in for after 10 years and then something happened to them financially? Mm -hmm. something catastrophic uh, I just think that we need to address this issue and do it in a way that's it's not really complicated it's just nothing but a roadmap is what I give you um, you don't refinance you keep your same expenses if you want to add more you can add more but the bottom line is we as a community have to be more intelligent about when the money comes in where to place it and when it goes out when do we spend it as well? <laughs> mm -hmm. And particularly, you know, talking to the real estate investor community, it doesn't matter what the market's like. It's like we think it's going to be that way forever. It doesn't matter whether we're at the top of it or the bottom of it. We think it's going to be <laughs> that way right. forever. And there are some things potentially coming down the pike for us. Um, the effect that the fact that. Um, there's hedge funds coming into a lot of our Midwestern and Southern markets that are buying up thousands yes. of rental yes. properties. And and what that does to rents when there wow. are thousands of <laughs> rental properties on the market that weren't there before, it has the potential to drop our rent. Now, yes. if you don't have a mortgage payment, yeah, you make 100 bucks less a month. If you do have a mortgage payment, that may mean you can't make it anymore. That's correct. So... You know, just just the 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 thinking about the future thing that yes. you keep emphasizing. You know, twenty five buck extra bucks this month is probably not going to make that big a difference in your life. But when you've paid off your credit card in three years and don't have that thirteen thousand dollar balance anymore, and don't have that hundred and twenty two dollar a month payment or whatever whatever Scott was uh, uh, sharing with us, that makes a difference. Yes, and, it does. And and you know, it Americans in general. And to some extent, real estate investors in specific uh, tend to be thinking current cash flow, That's current correct. income, current. That's correct. And not yes. about what happens if something happens to me, what happens exactly. if something happens to the market, what happens if something happens to taxes there you go you know the the taxes are going up so yes. and and that's that's something you don't control well I mean, that's you right. control it by voting but that's something you can't control in an immediate fashion it just gets taken out of your check right yes it does so just having some sort of safety net and i think part of that safety net has got to be minimal 
debt and and understanding uh, where your where the where your outgoing money is going. Yes, safety net, safety net, safety net is the best word that you've used this whole hour because that's what we need to have as Americans. One 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 website you can go to is usdebtclock.org, and it is a real time accounting of all the different areas that we spend on as Americans. And, you know, this is just, if you're if you're going to be a par- part of the problem, also come up with a solution. And I can say that as, a, as an American, I've been a part of the problem. And so I am presenting a solution to others so that we can, as a whole, tackle it as a group so that everybody's long-term vision is, oh, I'm paying everything off in 10 years. I'm paying this off in five years. Oh, I'm paying this off in 15. You know, no longer can we really sustain the 30-year. Robin Thompson, who is the rehab queen, one thing that I thought was so interesting when she came to speak last year is she said she doesn't keep a mortgage for any longer than eight years. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah. All right. It's good information. Lots to think about, ladies and gentlemen, and stop treating it like your will. Look at it. (laughs) Even if you decide not to do anything, look at it. We will be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing. WMKV Reading, Ohio. Local 12 News is next.